I'll come back. 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 In my intro, so that's that's. Okay. All right. I see us online. Yeah. Five, four, three, two. One hello and welcome to the barcast where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening will be a non pencil. People with anxiety shouldn't write. Enigmatic otaku. I think you mean five, four, three. Milk. No. My name's Mr. Peanut Flutter. Nick knack <laughs> patty wop, give a dog a bone. Anyway. You, you leave my Bojack out of this. I've been waiting three years, it feels like. It's like a year. Anyway, so this week, we're, we're done with all that BronyCon stuff, except we've got one of our good friends from BronyCon here. You may know her for her wonderful writing, but we know her as Trixie. We have Trick Question. Hello. I, I'm the dog that was just mentioned. <laughs> good good for those who have never tuned in before hello and welcome for the first week we are twitch affiliated which Woo! is totally news can i um, explain what that means yes please do it that means everyone viewing right now there's a little diamond in the lower right hand corner of your um chat box if you click on that and if you have any sort of twitch bits you can give them to us and it'll donate money to us for horses. And you can get bits by watching ads, or you can just buy them like an asshole. I don't know. Uh, anyway, what's next? That was amazing. But that said, we do also have things like Patreon, and we upload all of our content on YouTube. So that way, whenever there is revenue that we generate for our podcast, it 100% goes to charity. There's also merch and all that sort of stuff. Well, let's talk about what we're going to be doing here today. We're going to interview our guests because they've been requested. You ask the questions, we're going to make them miserable for two hours. Without getting too deep into it, we have some very simple rules. No politics or religion or doxing or things like that. And don't we'll ask, don't, don't right ask them their, so, yeah, don't ask them their social security number. I'll, I'll beat your face and then ban you. Pencil is going to be watching the chat. Pencil, what are examples of questions that won't make it into? Well, I'll be honest, uh, Trixie here has said that anything goes, which I'm really excited about and curious to see how she's going to traumatize me. I'm ready. I'm so ready for, to be traumatized. So let fly your usual questions, um, and I'll ask them when I see them if they're good. If not, you can post them in thread, and also we have something very awesome happening. We have a drinking word, and yes. the drinking word is dark. First time we've had this word, and so keep an ear open. Anytime you hear us say dark or you hear Trixie say dark, drink. Please drink responsibly. Please don't send yourself to the hospital again. You know who you are. Don't do that. Before we approach the darkness imprisoning me, would you please see if there are any questions from our chat pencil? Um, Tony asks, how big is her girl PP? Uh, that one's pretty easy. Um, so I am a Fuda, and uh, when, let's see, uh, at maximum, I'm about seven inches long. And this, make, this makes me so happy that you identified as a Fuda. I don't know how to handle that. You know, there's you. not, 
you know, there, there's there's not really a word anymore because um, just the way things have happened in uh, the past few years, just about everything I could use to describe myself is no longer considered acceptable. So, Ooh, can we make it a new word? Can we make it a new word? <clears throat> yeah, I can't. I can't like call myself a shemale or something. But since uh, Fuda has grown to include like actual women who don't have vaginas, because you having a penis and vagina at the same time doesn't actually work because. Uh, the vagina has to go through the place where the penis root is located. Uh, so now I can just say Fuda, and uh, at least in casual circles, that's good enough, I suppose. I love this. Thank you. You know, what What item near you is the closest approximation to your size length? Uh, probably my dick is the closest item to, to <laughs> me. But uh, I don't know, it's got like a... I've got a, a a saucer here, like you you the type you stick like a bowl of soup on, and that's kind of comparable. Although it's not like the shape of a circle. I'd be concerned if it was. Yeah, it actually bends downwards. It it, it has like a downward bend to it. The saucer or? No, no, my my cock. So right the or left? Cock. I dress right or left. Uh, do I dress right or left or? Sure. Uh, I don't have to dress right or left anymore because, you know, in order, you know, for sort of general mm -hmm. concealment, the pants I wear have like, they're long waisted enough that, uh, you know, there's room. You know what, that's the most genuine answer and I'm actually kind of like fascinated, but uh, this, this isn't about me being genuinely fascinated with your genitals. Right. Um, so I'm gonna let Priest take over. I mean, it could be, but you know. I mean, it could. I mean, we could do that. I would. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to you more. But I'm going to let Priest take over. Something, something. The downward facing dog. We have actual. <laughs> we have actual interview questions. I thought off. you were going to say pictures. I, I was. Woo! <laughs> yeah. We're not that kind of podcast yet. Oh, okay. But um let's start with the very very general basics for those who may not know who you are trick uh let's go with the very very basic who are you and what do you do with the fandom um well let's see who am i uh i'm i'm an artist and a writer and uh primarily uh my my most horse fame stuff in the fandom has been uh being a writer on fin fiction for the past i don't know four years maybe something like that and uh, I've got like, I think 700 something followers. So, so I'm reasonably well watched. And most of what I write tends to be, um, tends to be one second, hold on. Not a problem. Um, I, I tend to write fiction that is uh, dark, but you wouldn't know that by looking at, at my, uh, my recent stuff, because I think that like the fast, the last five things that I've written are either uh, like comedies or heartwarming, which is not uh, my typical fare. But uh, usually I write things that most people consider dark. I don't always think like the stuff I write is as dark as other people do, because I mean, to me, it's kind of uplifting, but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a perspective thing. Uh, I like to write on uh, you know, topics that touch on like, you know, big moral questions and, and difficult choices. And, and generally speaking, in most of the fiction that I write, uh, there aren't usually uh, typical villains. Usually what happens is it's a situation where everyone is looking out for everyone else uh, else's best interests. 
Uh, and despite that, you know, or actually because of that, because people are uh, uh, trying to help other people, uh, bad things happen as a result. And basically how characters uh, uh, deal with that. Awesome. Damn, dude. Wow. So the next question that we usually ask our guests is, how did you personally get into the My Little Pony fandom? Uh, well, I saw, let's see, uh, right after season one uh, was finished, you know, I started seeing memes online. And uh, I saw one meme in particular that was, uh, it, it was an, like a categorization of ponies based on Myers-Briggs types. And uh, which is something that interests me uh, uh, in part because I have a, a psych degree. Uh, and uh, Pinkie Pie had my personality type. And uh, that one was actually uh, correctly identified. A lot, of the, a lot of the types that they placed on ponies were, were ridiculously wrong. But, but that one was correct. Pinkie is definitely an ENFP. And uh, so I thought, okay, well, you know, there's my pony. Uh, and I figured, you know, I like watching cartoons. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. I was a furry before uh, uh, the pony stuff. And uh, so I watched, the first episode I watched was uh, Griffin the Brush Off. And I noticed right away that, you know, it started out with some stereotype stuff, but uh, they didn't, they didn't like stick with the stereotype. So it started off like, you know, Rainbow Dash is trying to avoid Pinkie Pie. Uh, but then after uh, she catches her, uh, they're spending time together and Rainbow Dash is enjoying it. And, and I thought that was interesting because, you know, in most cartoons, they're, they're not going to, they don't really take the time to develop characters. Like they'll, they'll stick with stereotype and go for like slapstick, basically. And uh, the fact that like right after the intro, it had shifted directions, I thought was, was good writing. And from there, I was pretty much hooked. So I watched the whole uh, season. And then I had uh, a party here at my home for the uh, season two opener. Um, actually, I, I don't know if I did the party here. I think the first party I went to might have been somewhere else. But uh, we, we hosted several pony parties at my place. Awesome. Well, now, now, it's for the, now it's for the writing. Um, <clears throat> uh, back when Tumblr didn't suck, which was quite huh? a while ago. Yes. Uh, I, I put together a Tumblr blog and I was going to put together basically like a, a graphic novel. And so I started working on that. And uh, I, I got a little ways into it. And, you know, I just didn't have a lot of people sort of following it. And, uh, you know, the amount of effort I put in, there was a limit as to how much time I could put into it. But uh, at some point, I think I'm Derpy Buru. Uh, I saw a picture for something. Um, geez, okay. I wonder if I can, how much detail I can go into. Well, it was, it was a picture. It was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't mature. Or what, what is it called there? Is it explicit? It wasn't explicit. So I mean, technically, it wasn't explicit. But it was for uh, a full cone story. And the story in particular, uh, I, it looked interesting, and it actually is a, a reasonably interesting story. So uh, that was the first thing that like pointed me to fan fiction. Uh, eventually, I, I started reading some stories, and I discovered uh, that 
you know, stories can make you feel some pretty strong things. And I had read a lot as a child, you know, I'd read fantasy and science fiction, but I never encountered anything that had quite the feels uh, of Ponyfic. And uh, one that really got me was uh, Somewhere Only We Know is a uh -huh. reasonably famous fic. Yes. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, this, this has some really strong feelings associated with it. And so uh, I found out about, so I, I knew about fan fiction from then. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to start an account and start working on something. And uh, I did. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've, I've been writing fan fiction, I suppose, in one form or another for about 20 years. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I wrote some fan fiction. Uh, a kid, I, you know, like 20 years old, because uh, mm. I'm older. Uh, no, but... you're, no, no, there's a rule in the Barcast. Everyone on the Barcast is 21 years old today. So happy birthday, happy 21 years old. No, thank you. Uh, I wonder where all these memories came from. Mm. <laughs> well, let's that, not worry about that. <laughs> well, I always wonder that, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see, so what was I talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, so... Uh, uh, I, I posted a couple things. Um, one of them was like just this really horrible uh, uh, story with non-con elements in it, that, which which was what I started. That was what I intended to start. That wasn't what I was doing the Tumblr on. The Tumblr was on something uh, that was more PG rated, but it would take more time to sort of develop that story. So I, I switched to just something that I, I'm like, okay, well, this is basically going to be writing porn, but it turned out not to be porn. Because like it, it takes like sixty six chapters before you actually get to a point where there's there's any sex happening, um, but uh, that one's still highly controversial and and I haven't finished it. I've been working on it for four years and I need to put it to death at some point. But uh, uh, it's almost done. But uh, I also uh, wrote shortly after that. I wrote the element of surprise and I wrote that just like in one big long. Uh, uh, session just sat down and wrote the whole thing. And I, I've revised it since then, so the one that you see online is is different from the original one that I wrote. But uh, the uh, it had a lot of feels, and that brought in a lot of people. And actually, uh, I I met Titanium Dragon uh, online. I didn't uh, you know I didn't know that he was like a really popular reviewer or anything. But I saw him review something, and I said, Hey, do you want to take a look at at what I've written? And at that time, I had you know the element of surprise, uh, uh, the horrible story, which is a Twilight Secret Journal that. Uh, I doubted he was interested in looking at, and also um, uh, a pony uh, Zen Koan uh, thing, which I still have up, but uh, I'm in the process of redoing some of the stories, which is, uh, it's, it's a bunch of minifics about, uh, uh, that illustrate a Zen Koan using ponies, basically. And so he read uh, The Element of Surprise and the, the, the pony Zen Koan thing, and uh, you know, he said he was kind of surprised because, you know, he didn't expect much from it because the description for Element of Surprise, the description wasn't put up very good. You know, it was it was like I hadn't done this before. It was like a really long description just in one paragraph. But but he thought it was interesting and he invited me to the write offs. And uh, I mean, that's really what has has uh, helped me sort of into the community is is the experience with the write offs. But there are questions about that I see in, in uh, uh, like on this. Twitch stream that are in the uh, list of questions, so I'll get to that when we get there. Awesome. In that case, then, uh, the next question that we have is, so what keeps you here overall? And I, I think 
your 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 previous answer kind of lightly touches on that somewhat, but um, if you had to pick between something like art or the fan fiction or the community conventions, what keeps you in the fandom and sticking around with us? There's so many fandoms out there. Why this one? Yeah, it's true. Uh, I I think that. You know, Ponies is going to continue. I mean, G4 is going to continue to live on through uh, dedicated fans who are interested in, in producing content. Like, uh, uh, for me, most of what I consume is uh, fan fiction and music. I almost exclusively listen to, uh, like, Pony-created music. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, and, you know, the community, I've made friends here, and, and that keeps me here, too. But uh, mainly... Uh, you know, writing for Friendship is Magic, uh, it, it's very interesting because, you know, I don't, I don't really like original fiction as much, at least not, not writing it as much as I like writing uh, Friendship is Magic fiction. I mean, there's, there's several benefits. Uh, one is just the fact that the, uh, the fantasy world that's there is, is so rich with, you know, characters and concepts and the fact that there's this uh, magic and science aspect to it uh, allows you to inject, you know, fantasy and sci-fi and, and you don't have to lampshade things necessarily because you can just use magic as an excuse, essentially. And uh, there's there's a lot. Uh, it, it's very fertile ground for writing things. And plus uh, the characters, you know, I mean, we all love the characters and uh, uh, they give an interesting starting off point. You know, with fan fiction, you don't have to, for example, uh, develop the characters and the world. Uh, initially, you can write small stories that have impact because you're leaning on already existing uh, uh, canon stuff, uh, as well as fan and stuff. And, uh, you know, when you do that, there, there's just because the show's been on for so long, there's just this really uh, sort of deep wealth of uh, already existing stuff that uh, your stories can draw from. So you're able to, to make interesting stories that can be relatively small. And about, you know, most of the fics that I write are, are under 2,000 words. I do write some longer fics, and I, I like writing longer fics more. But uh, I do like, write a lot of short fics, and, and those tend to do well. Awesome. Then our next question is, if there was anything you could say to those who have been supporting you from day one, follower one. Or, um, or, or, or haters. Or, if you had anything to say to the haters, what would you share with them? <clears throat> um, well, I guess thank you if you're a follower. Uh, I could say fuck you if you're a hater, but I, I don't, you know, I don't really feel that way. Uh, I, I actually have, if you look at my, my website, I'm, I'm trick question with a space on film fiction. And uh, uh, I've got a list of comments. I'm actually going to pull them up and look at them because they're amusing. <laughs> uh, let's see, common. I'm trying to find my own bookmarks. Here we go. All right, so if I go here. Right, so I've got a list of comments that I put up. It says, tricks, critics agree, read what they have to say. And... Uh, uh, I just might as well read them all off. I can do this relatively quick. So uh, this shit sucked uh, from Fick Demander. Uh, Lady Sugarhooves wrote, nope, flips table. Tech the evil alicorn wrote, this almost made me barf. 
a follower of Glowcloud. Yeah. The author is the true villain. I kind of like that one. He, he actually wasn't. Nice. They actually weren't insulting me on that. They were they were trying to send across the impression that I'm the one responsible for the villainy in the story. But it, it still sounds really funny, so I put it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, repulsive, you deserve a boycott. So someone called for a boycott on my works once. Good job. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And the funny thing is, I don't think the story that most of these comments are from is actually that dark. It, it's it's really kind of funny. Uh, this story, actually, a book player held it hostage with a downvote until I agreed to add a dark tag to it uh, because she was so bothered by the choice that Twilight made at the end of the oh, story. Really? And uh, she actually took it off of like comments on the story and like to private messages and like I, I it, it was it was crazy it was really crazy she had some very strong feelings as, as she often does but uh uh yeah it was it was pretty amusing so uh i'll talk about that in a second but uh the story's the worst thing i've ever read someone wrote uh there are so many things i find morally repulsive i like that one. Oh, i, I hate, get that a lot i love when that happens i hate loathe and despise everything about this story uh I don't have to read this story to see it as a stupid one. So that that's just kind of funny if, if someone writes that, obviously, uh, you know, that's that's their opinion. Uh, I don't think I'm getting across just how deplorable this is. Uh, someone wrote, this is incredibly fucked up and incredibly romantic uh, all at the same time. That was actually a compliment, I think. I feel the same way about this as the idea there should be laws against homosexuality. That was book player's comment. Oh my wow. God. Wow, that's... <laughs> Special. Uh, we're not going to get too far into that because that's a can of worms. That, that is a big old can of worms. Milk, so get them for next month. What's next? <laughs> uh, pure, simple wankery with all the subtlety and grace of hitting me in the face with a lead pipe. Uh, that's probably the harshest comment I ever got. Uh, that was for one that I took down, but uh, uh, it's still pretty funny. Uh, and uh, this is an author track on incestuous issues Trick seems to have with her own parents. And, and that one, I, I, I have to say that one's legitimate. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Nice. I, I do actually have incestuous issues with my own parents. Oh, oh and finally, oh my I, God! Wait, what? And finally, someone says, uh, "Trick question. Thank you for writing this. It's beautiful. Thank you." And, and where is Shakes? Where is Shakes? I, I mean, I'm sure Ake's, Shakes' incest detection is just going off like crazy. But anyway, so um, what's next? Next question what? that we got. Not not to cut you off, Trick. Just no, go on, go on, please. Uh, who you know. is best pony? Uh, Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie is my favorite. Uh, Scootaloo is, is a close second. I'm also really big on Thorax and Luna. Uh, I've got like a Pinky Docky and I've got a Scoots Docky and I've got, uh, uh, like a Thorax plushie that I just got that I love to pieces. Awesome. I remember that Thorax plushie. Scootaloo? So cute. I think you mean Chicken. Uh, you were doing so well today, Enigma, and then you just decided to be stupid. Okay. Yeah, like, um, before the cast, you were actually funny. I don't know how this happened. We turn on the camera, gone. You're like the opposite of an actor. <laughs> anyway, we got questions out in the thread now. We're starting out with Coffee Minion, good old friend of the cast, number one. For the benefit of those who don't know Trick, what is the write-off, and why is it awesome? <clears throat> right, so the write-off is... Uh, a competition that happens about every three weeks. Uh, uh, the website to go to is writeoff.me, W-R-I-T-E-O-F-F dot M-E. And uh, basically, it's it's a bunch of amateur. I mean, there's a couple of, of professional writers that, that participate as well. Uh, and uh, it's a competition where 
we all write stories based on a prompt uh, over a, a limited period of time. Uh, there's a couple different formats. There's a minific format and there's there's a, a short story format. Short story format is like up to 6,000 words and you have two days. The minific, you have one day and it's, it's um, like up to 750 words, I think. And uh, the, the thing that's, that's really important about it, it's not the competition, no one really cares about that that much. It, it's the fact that, uh, you know, everyone who's involved with it reads as many fics as they can and leaves, you know, they, they provide reviews and advice. And uh, I've learned an incredible amount from participating in the write-off. I mean, that, that has helped me as a writer more than anything else. Uh, that I've done. So it's it's really, really useful. And I recommend it to anyone who, you know, wants to learn to write better. Um, it's also fun. It's a lot of fun. It also forces me to read fiction because it's difficult for me to read. Uh, my concentration is not what it used to be and it was never good. But uh, reading for me is very challenging. Uh, but, you know, by forcing myself to take part in the write-offs, uh, I, I force myself to read. And, uh, and so I get, you know, more pony fiction in my brain that way, uh, but no, it's a, it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's a great benefit. And some of the people there are, are just amazingly good writers, so there's there's a lot to learn. Oh yeah. Um, would you say that workshopping is like a really stupid good way to learn how to write better better rather than posting something directly to fiction? I don't know what workshopping is, so I, um, I, I it's can't. Where you go through a piece of writing and you pick it apart nuts and bolts wise, and you get good critiques from multiple sources, such as you do with the writing workshop. Yes, yes, yes. No, yes, that's, yes. That's extremely valuable. It's very yes. valuable. Not only that, but one of the things that I like about the write-off, I've participated multiple times, is that for the most part, unless someone goes in the write-off chat and like outs themselves, it's all anonymous. So you may have someone like Colton Gardez or like me or Horizon that posts something one week and then uh, you may think like, oh, this must be them. But the next week it could be a totally new writer that you would have never have known. And it not only exposes you to wonderful, great writers in the community, but also makes you give impartial feedback no matter who the person is. So it's it's really, really wonderful. Right, right. Yeah, you're, you're, when you get feedback from people, uh, they don't know who you are at, at the time, except I always know who Colton Gardez is because his signature is is unmistakable. <laughs> See, now that's funny because when I took second in the write off, it was because people thought I was cold. Ooh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Drama. I, I I mentioned Afghanistan, and so it just let's went. move so, on immediately. So what you guys should do next time is just write a, a, a dragon boob story and have everyone think that, have them think that all the entries are me. I hate everything about this. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Number two. It's fun when the show gives us alternate versions of our beloved ponies. Is there a canon alternate universe version of a character that you particularly enjoy reading or writing, such as Somberverse or Rainbow Dash? So I don't do a lot with alternate universe stuff because I really want to, I want to lean on canon whenever possible. Uh, like I don't usually use that tag, uh, even when it, it kind of qualifies. Like when I use that tag, uh, what it would mean to me if I used it, I don't think I have it on any of my stories, would mean that uh, the story began from a point that is already diverged from canon. But I've written some stories that are divergent from canon almost immediately. Uh, and probably, I do enjoy writing. Uh, I enjoy writing Twilight Sparkle uh, in in the the story that 
is in the you probably shouldn't read this story. Actually, no, it's in I have two bookshelves. I've got like a you probably shouldn't read this and a you definitely shouldn't read this. And Twilight Secret Journal is in the you definitely shouldn't read this category. But uh, I like writing uh, Twilight Sparkle from uh, uh, that universe uh, because she's got a, a naivete to her that is uh, it, it's very cute and endearing. I mean, she's mostly lost it by the time uh, uh, we're at the, the place where the story is because we're almost at the end of it. But uh, I've enjoyed that. Uh, I like writing Luna just in general, just because uh, it, it's really easy for me to find her voice. But I, I don't do a lot of of AU stuff apart from you know when I when I uh, like immediately diverge the story at the beginning, and, and sometimes it, it, it'll come into play where you know there's some mystery you don't know what's going on until the story like progresses. You realize, oh, this is not actually you know the universe that we started in. But I don't usually tag that. Cool. Then number three. How much do would daring do if daring do did do? Well, I drink more than two liters a day of Mountain Dew. So. Oh my God! What? Yeah, I drink more than two liters a day. I I have a uh, I have Pinkie Pie's metabolism. I'm I'm very thin. I can't gain weight, and I need constant sugar. So the way I get it is is with Mountain Dew. So I I, I drink a lot of Mountain Dew, and I suppose daring do probably would as well. She I mean she's an extreme pony. She would probably you know slam the stack and feed the rush and use her wide mouth slam can. I like the idea that in her flask is just Mountain Dew instead of life's preserving water. Probably Mountain Dew and, and vodka. I think Pencil's probably like foaming at the amount, amount for the amount of sugar you're able to consume in a sheer day. Oh yeah, I'm so jealous and also acid. But I uh, would just like to confirm the question does in fact have a fine figure. That's all. <laughs> All right. That's, 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 this is nice. We're going to Alex underscore. Number one, what's the best advice you can give in three words? Do the write-off. <laughs> Perfect. Number two, what song do you want played at your funeral? Um, geez, there's a lot that I would want played at my funeral. Uh, I like uh, I'll Be Haunting You by uh, uh, They Might Be Giants. That one's pretty good. Ooh. I mean, if you want Pony Song, oh, gee, there's a lot that I like there, too. Um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Heartstrings, uh, which is, uh, it's in 5-4 time, which is very unusual. Three oh. ears perked up. I could, I could feel them from across the internet. I could go, yes! Let's see. Uh, number three, how do I undo? Um, well, probably control Z, unless you're an asshole, in which case it's command Z. Um, hey, I resemble that statement. Mostly kidding. Don't you mean that, resent you that should statement? Be. No, I meant what I said, and she's right, Matt. She's right. Number four, what's the worst thing you've ever had in your mouth? Hmm, that's a good question. Um... Well, it's not ass, because that's always been good. Let's yeah. see. You know, I haven't really had any super horrible sex, so I'm fine with that. Actually, I, I have a... 
a severe phobia of trying new foods. Do you? They, they finally have a diagnosis for it in the DSM-5. It's called uh, Avoidant Resistant Food Intake Disorder. I, I, I'm going to stop you just because I, I want you to talk more about it because it's important. But I know there's somebody in the chat right now who's freaking out that you're talking about this. Please go on. Okay. Well, uh, basically, <clears throat> it's like it's like being picky, only it's like clinical. Like, uh, I have like a severe phobia of trying uh, new foods. And because of this, I, I just have a very limited uh, selection of food that I can eat. Uh, fortunately, I can eat in most American places because you can usually order things plain. But uh, in general, like I've never had food that isn't either American or Italian. Like, like that's, that's it. And the Italian food usually needs to be, uh, it's usually stuff that I make myself. I'm a good cook because, you know, I kind of need to be. Um, uh, but I think the only Italian dish that I feel safe eating out is is pizza, as long as the sauce is not chunky. If it doesn't have like chunks of onion or or uh, tomato in it, then I can handle it. But uh, but yeah, it's it's actually uh, sometimes it can be a little bit disabling. I've I've had uh, uh, I offended a group of people once when I wasn't able to eat at a German restaurant with them, uh, but they were kind of assholes to begin with, so I, I don't really care that much. But, uh, you know, uh, my extended family, like uh, uh, Jewel, Jewel is my husband and his, uh, his uh, family frequently tries to, they're like, oh, well, you know, let's do this, you know, so that, that uh, Anna can uh, 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 basically eat with us. And uh, usually it's, it's not worth, whoops, hold on a second. I've got something triggering my... My Wacom tablet. Okay. It, it, is it is it like the Duolingo owl being like you have to draw today or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, I think if if you can still hear me, it's still fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I just clicked and I got rid of it. Sorry. It was showing me like a little diagram of a of a of a one of the magic pencils and what the the little switch does. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes people try to, like, work around that, and it doesn't usually work. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of a thing. Like, as an adult, you can really hide it because, you know, you're never forced to eat something, and you can always lie and say, I already ate or something like that. Cool. But that's then, all. Very informative. Uh, number five is what does the future hold? Um, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, I I am going to keep writing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of topics that that uh, there's a lot of things that I want to do. Um, I just published uh, a book of my uh, fanfics. And uh, I might I've I've thought about, uh, you know, I've written uh, uh, like a, a conline, a constructed language before I, I published a a, a written and spoken language uh, called Primal for furries. And ah, really? I've thought about, I've thought about uh, writing and publishing uh, the Breezy language because I could do that pretty easily without uh, copyright problems. Uh, and I could make it consistent with what was seen in the show by, by being clever about it. So I, I thought about like doing another constructed language. Um, you know, I also, uh, I like games. There's a puzzle game community that I'm involved with. Um, I don't know, and and there's a there's a book, a nonfiction book that I've been wanting to work on for a long time, but you know I've been kind of stymied by some issues that came up. Uh, uh, 
mainly uh, I deal with uh, so I deal with depression and I deal with uh, uh, myofascial pain, which is like uh, the myofascial pain I get is in my teeth. So it's like having a bad toothache, but that happens like on a daily basis. Yeah. And because of that, I've had to take a lot of opiates and taking a lot of opiates like makes it impossible for you to do shit, uh, which is why like my PhD is basically on hold. I do have, I have a master's, I have a, I have a bachelor's in uh, psychology and a master's in computer science and I teach computer science at uh, a major university. But uh, the, this has improved somewhat because medical marijuana is legal in my state now. Yeah. And uh, that actually, uh, it, it's, it works for like 80% of the pain. So I've dropped way down the amount of uh, opiates that I need to take. So that's, that's helped a lot. I am so happy for you. Like no, Seriously. no comment, no comment on the environment around that question, but I'm happy for you that you were able to cut down on the opiates. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. And, and it's not, uh, you know, the, the stuff that I, I vape as the kids say, uh, <laughs> is, is not high in THC either. I mean, it's, it doesn't get me stoned. And it still gets rid of the pain, so it's pretty phenomenal. That is literally something I was talking about earlier, so I will talk to you after the cast about that. We'll run the jewels to the next question. Oh, I'm so smart! It's a vape joke! All please, right. please, please go to the next question, please, before I punch you in your face. Wanderer D is up next. I forgot to tell you I took that last hug at the party as a compliment. Okay. I, should we not know what this is in reference to? Um, oh, well, so at the party, uh, the BernieCon party I hosted uh, mm -hmm. uh, this year, uh, like, what was it? Um, it was really crowded because I tried to get a suite, and they told me it was a suite, but it was, like, about the size of a normal room in there. Oh, no. So it got pretty crazy inside. Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was fun. I mean, there was enough room. Some people, like, stayed out in the hall and had, like, hallway con. And uh, they didn't, like, come up and complain about the noise or anything. So uh, we managed to keep it down enough for that. But uh, through most of the party, I was wearing a bikini that, that was uh, quite revealing. And uh, the place I got this is there's a place online that sells matching men's and women's uh, mm -hmm. garments. So I was able to get, you know, like, the, the top to cover my tits and, and the bottom for uh, uh, the other parts that, uh, for me, it's, it's too big to tuck. So, you know, it, it just has to be out there. Uh, but I, I was wearing a bikini, which uh, some people were slightly embarrassed by, uh, but they hit it pretty well. And uh, I think Wanderer D was just maybe a little bit flustered when I gave him a hug. I don't know. I, uh, I don't remember too much of the details. When you say they hit it very well, do you mean their own erections? That too. <laughs> ah, Enigma, are you, are you implying something? About our guests? To our guests? Are you are you saying are you trying to say something to our guests, Enigma? Are you trying to reveal any feelings you might have? I, I, I don't wanna out your Enigma, it's okay. Mass. I don't wanna out your peanut to the masses pencil. Enigma I was implying you had a crush on our guest, you asked that. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> get air, get air, get air. Uh number one. Who has the biggest dick in Equestria and why is it Fluttershy? Um, hmm, that's a good question. So, you know, I mean, obviously, obviously, if we're, if we're talking, uh, well, you know, canonically, I think we've seen 
there have been a couple instances of seeing what what appear to be trans characters in uh, Friendship is Magic. So, I mean, there might be some of that, but like in, in canon, I, I would expect that Trouble Shoes would, just because he's enormous, uh, uh, would also be enormous downstairs. That, he, that fucker is not a pony. He's a goddamn horse. Ponies oh, are yeah. horses. My big horse. Ponies are horses. Just small horse, and they can learn learn things. Go on. And why is it Fluttershy? The only reason it's Fluttershy is because uh, Futa is close enough to Flutter that uh, ponies ran with it. So it checks out. It's also yeah. kind of appropriate, just with her being shy. Like like when people draw, when people draw drew the main six before EQG, like it was typical for Fluttershy to have the largest hooters. So the poison joke made it that she couldn't hide her masculinity anymore. Uh, I suppose that's possible. Now then, number two, why are your hotel parties so awesome? I guess it's the people that show up to them. I mean, it's really, you know, what makes the party is, is the people. And I was able to, the first time I had one of these uh, parties, I was able to get in touch with a, a lot of authors and convince them, hey, this is going to be fun. And a lot of people showed up and they had a good time and it got bigger the next year. And then uh, the last year it wasn't quite as big, partly because I, I did it as a dead dog. But that was that was like a good thing because, you know, we didn't have the space for it. Mm. But I, I do uh, I do like uh, hosting parties when I go to cons. I mean, this is it, this is a holdover from, you know, I used to hold uh, room parties for friends at, at furry cons back when I went to furry cons much more frequently. Right now, the only cons I go to are. There's a free convention that I started actually in, in the city I live. Well, I guess it tells you the city I live in, uh, uh, which is uh, Anthra, Ohio. It used to be uh, called Morphicon, uh, and I, I, I started it in 2004, and it's still running. Holy um, shit, I know that convention. Holy fuck, you started that? Yeah, I was the chair for the first three years. No fucking shit. Okay, I'll, again, we'll talk later. Go on. Yeah, and uh, TrotCon because it's also, you know, local. It's, like, also in Columbus, Ohio. And anyway. It's be, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, year, when, the they fit, when they try to fit everyone inside, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but it, it's interesting. Uh, and uh, what was what else was it? Oh, and, and BronyCon, but now, you know, that's defunct. So maybe I'll find somewhere else to go. They're also during the summer, which is convenient because I don't teach over the summer. I'm ready for... Um the new blocks of hotels to just sell out instantly and we'll get uh, hashtagging on Twitter. Uh, I want to come inside Trotcon. Like C-O-M-E. But anyway, moving on. Number three. Why are your hotel parties so dang hot? Uh, I guess, again, that's the people that show up. Uh, uh, unless you mean, like, like why is it, why is it so hot in the room? And, and that's because there are so many people in the room uh, that the air conditioning can't keep up. But I don't know. Gary Oku is probably referring to my naked body again. Uh, it checks out. Number four. Who is your he favorite? He was really surprised. He had he had no idea that I was not like a cisgender when I spoke with him at the party two years ago. He was like floored, which was really sweet of him. You know, I mean, that's that's nice. It's like flattering. Speaking of flattering, who is your favorite rival, and why is it Gary Oak? Um, I can't say why it's Gary Oak. I do like Gary Oak. I, I haven't read 
uh, a lot of his stories because I haven't read a lot of stuff uh, in general. So it's mainly the people that I know best uh, are the ones who have been in the write-off. Uh, uh, I've read stuff from them. Um, I think that pretty consistently, you know, easily two of the best authors that I've been up against in the write-off are uh, Colvin Gardez and, and Horizon. I think Colvin Gardez is probably the best writer in terms of uh, the, the quality of the writing itself, uh, not necessarily uh, uh, the stories that he comes up with, although he does come up with some excellent stories. So there, there, are, there are some that he's completely knocked out of the park. If he, if he has the right story, then you know, when he writes it, it's, it's perfect because the writing is going to be perfect. Um, uh, but I, I like a little bit more of uh, the stuff that Horizon has done. They're both very friendly. Horizon in particular, I, I think I connect with really well. Um, uh, you know, I don't really see other authors as rivals, though. I mean, even in competition, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not really against them. I learn stuff from them, if that makes sense. So, I, I, yeah, I don't really, uh, I don't really think of artists as rivals, uh, except if someone like steals a story idea or something. And that did happen once. I posted uh, a story. Uh, this was actually, this was uh, Zapinator. So I posted a story. Uh, it was kind of premature, and I needed to take it down and change it because I, I just did not, uh, I, I didn't uh, stick the ending at all. And so I posted it. It, it, it ended up on, in the feature box. A week later, I took it down. And then, or no, I took it down a couple days later. And the week after that, Zapponator posted a story which was on the same topic. It wasn't, it wasn't the same story by any stretch. But once he did that, his story became so popular that people started writing other stories and they wrote a group that was about this. And I'm like, well, now if I go back and fix that and, and publish it, people are going to think that my work is derivative and it's not. I was the first one. <laughs> it wasn't an original idea, though. I mean, it was an idea that I took from somewhere else. But that was uh, uh, Zapponator's Blink was, was the story that appeared after the one that I put on on the, on the same topic. Awesome. Number five, do you like bananas? Uh, no, I, I don't. The, I, I don't eat any fruit. Like, I mean, I can have fruit juices. Uh, I don't really like banana flavor, though. So, no, that doesn't come up. I don't eat fruit or vegetables, like corn, potatoes, and carrots if they're cooked. That's that's about it. You can't get very far without those. And and processed tomatoes for like, like you know, smooth tomato paste and stuff like that. But that's about it. Uh, apart from that, it's all meat and uh, like butter meat and fat and uh, carbohydrates. I am so jealous. And also, since someone else is probably going to be like, oh, we didn't say the thing. Well, you aren't going to be finding any bananas on the moon. Anyway, Thank but. you. And also, because it's been a while, you said moon, so I'm going to say dark side of the moon. And now we drink. And now we move on. Go ahead. There you go. You know, I haven't, I haven't been keeping up my end of the bargain to say dark, dark, dark. Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh. All right. Lastly, okay. So, what's the question? What's the trick question? Um, I have no idea. Sorry, I'm not prepared for that. Uh, I should think of something witty, but um, uh, I guess do you like my story? Uh, that would <laughs> that's the the uh, best question I can come up with on short notice. The answer is yes. Yeah. The answer is yes. Now we're going to Terry the Human. Number one, what is your favorite and least favorite MLP episode? Ooh, so this one's tough. I think, uh, 
you know, I have a lot of favorites that, that I would say, I think this is a really good episode. This is one that I would, I would want to show people. Um, you know, as for episodes, I like to show people, uh, I think the later episodes, uh, some of the iconic first season episodes are good, like uh, Call of the Kitty, for example, uh, and Sonic Rain Boom. Uh, some of the later episodes that, that get back into stuff that people had made fanon that we wanted to see more depth on. Obviously, the Applejack's parents episode was really good. The, uh, uh, some of the episodes that involve Celestia and Luna together, uh, I think, are really good. As far as me connecting with the episode, the one that hits me strongest is Equestria Games, uh, which is where Spike is learning to deal with the fact that you know it's okay for him to to fail and and continue despite having failed, and that that one uh, is personal to me. Uh, for least favorite, um, you know, probably there's nothing that I absolutely hate it. Uh, I don't like some of the silly things they did in the first season because they were afraid to tackle harder subjects. Um, like, you know, over, over a barrel having a pie fight uh, uh, was, you know, overly silly. I mean, they never went back to something like that. You know, they, they put like actual war in the show at some point and uh, uh, they got rid of the silliness. But uh, I, I actually uh, have a fix fix for that. Like, like my, uh, the fic I have that's the most award-winning one, Price of the Smile, actually there's, there's like a fix fix, uh, a portion of it specifically for that. Um, you know, I mean, every once in a while they'll have something that, that they don't quite, there, there's something that bugs you about the episode, but I don't really hate any of the episodes. I can't say that there's anything that I would like take out of canon completely and, and wish that they hadn't made the episode. Awesome. Next question is, what is your favorite memory as a brony? Oh, geez. Um... You know, I'm still making them. I mean, it's still going, things are still going up. You know, I, I liked, I liked a lot of the experiences I had at BronyCon 2019. Um, you know, I, I, I have good memories from that. Um, I really like, you know, I've liked seeing people enjoy what I'm able to produce. Like uh, being able to produce that book uh, uh, was really neat thanks to Aquaman and RB-47 for like, you know, doing all the footwork to get that BronyCon bookstore uh, running. Uh, probably, probably, you know, completing the book was a big thing for me. I, I, I like that a lot. Awesome. How was your personal experience with the BronyCon bookstore? Just because everyone that's involved with that, I like asking the question. Oh, it's, it was amazing. It was very, very well run. Um, like there were issues with how the con was run. Uh, you know, uh, we only had one table and the line was so long that they had to separate the line into two pieces and it was very difficult to get in, uh, the first couple days. So it was hard to, uh, for authors who were participating to get into the dealer's room. Uh, so there were logistical issues, but it was run very well. Most people. Uh, greatly underpredicted how many books they were going to sell. I, I told them that, you know, there's going to be thousands of people there, and most of the people who are there are not from fin fiction. Uh, you need to prepare for 
like, you know, larger counts of people and no one did and almost all the books sold out. Um, uh, I did bring enough uh, and I still have like, eh, I've got, I've got a little bit left that I'm selling overstock for now. And, you know, I'll come up with uh, a Lulu link once the overstock's finally gone, but no, it, it worked really well. I mean, it was, it was very well done. It was very professional and uh, it was a lot of fun. Awesome. And I also I also bought a lot of books. I actually spent more money on books than the money that I made because I made uh, I made net like like nine hundred something, and I spent like over a thousand on books because I bought every book in the bookstore. <gasps> Me sitting here just like, well, I know one of the books that you picked up was mine. So first of all, thank you. But right. also, I'll buy my book. <laughs> also, um, yeah, no, you posted pictures on your blog and the number of books that you picked up. And it was it was really impressive. So um, if you do get a Lulu link, we'll be sure to share that around. And uh, if anyone's interested in purchasing one of your overstock, how would they get in touch with you to do that? Um, there's actually a link. So if you go to my blog on Fim Fiction, uh, and let me go there right now. Uh, the fifth, <clears throat> the fifth uh, blog entry down says, buy some apples, I mean my book. And... There's a link to the Fancy Horse webpage. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had like a like a really snappy uh, Bitly or something that I could tell you, which would you know give you the exact page. But the easiest way to find it is to go to my blog, look back a few pages until it says "Buy My Book," and there's a big picture of the book there. And uh, there's a link to a page that will uh, uh, take you to. Well, there's a link to a page that will allow you to purchase the book basically. And you can say whether or not you want me to sign it. Uh, when I sign it, I sign it in Primal, which is that language I wrote 20 years ago. So I have uh, uh, a signature in another language with its own script, which is kind of funky looking. Um, but it's uh, it's case wrap hardback, 21 uh, stories, over 400 pages, over 30 illustrations, and it's uh, 24 bucks. Uh, that includes shipping and handling and tax, unless you're outside of the country of gun violence, in which case uh, you have to contact me so that I can figure out what shipping will cost. Awesome. Well, I'll be looking forward to my copy of your book that hopefully you'll be shipping soon. LOL. I literally just bought one right now. Anyway, number Good three. Good job, Breeze! Who is worse, Zephyr Breeze or Spoiled Rich? Um, <clears throat> Zephyr Breeze is, is, I think, a little bit harder to redeem. Like, Spoiled Rich... She's very nasty. I mean, I, I definitely rather spend time with Zephyr Breeze than Spoiled Rich. But, you know, I can see it's easier for me to write fiction that redeems Spoiled Rich because uh, the way she acts, there could be a reason for it. There could be something underneath that, that snaps. I actually have a story that does that. Um, uh, what Diamonds and Rubies Can't Buy. I wrote that for Jingle Miss uh, last year. Uh, mm -hmm. And Zephyr Breeze would be much harder because, I mean, his his whole personality, it's just very difficult to get him into a position where he's competent in a way where you're going to like him. But, I mean, they're both fun characters in different ways. I mean, there's different ways to do stuff with him. If I have to hang out with one of the two, I'd hang out with the MILF. Really? Of course, Enigma would hang out with anyone who feels like would take care of him and be nice to him rather than just telling him he's a shitlord who deserves death. Spoiled rich being nice to me? What? 
Are you kidding me? Enigma? Spoiled Rich is more likely to be nice to you than, say, anyone here or any real human. Or your real mom. Hey! Oh, got him! I'm joking. Was that too real? That was too real. Moving on. No, it wasn't. We hate Enigma. It's fine. Enigma, we hate you. Yay! Yay! Yay, number four. Trick, what are your favorite male-female ships? Male-female ships. That's that's a little limiting. Um, <clears throat> pretty much anything with incest is going to be my favorite male-female ship. So, uh, let's see. Sparkle-cest with Twilight and her dad or with Spike or Shining Armor. I guess those are. Or um, uh, Shining Armor and uh, Twilight Velvet. Uh, or... I mean, there's a lot. There's like uh, Starburst and his mom. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Starlight Glimmer and her, and her dad. Uh, yeah, most of the male-female ships that I like are going to be incest-related, just just because it's an easy spark. Uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, like Big Mac and AJ, that sort of thing. Shakespeare, please, interest intensifies. You you had his interest, but now you have his erection. Like most of the most of the like more traditional ships that I like are female female. Although I do like um, I do like me some uh, sporax. I do like spike thorax, which is which is not male female uh, or incestuous, as far as we know. Sporax sounds like acne cream. <laughs> Okay. Okay, it kind of does. It kind of does. You, you got me on that one. All right. Number five. How much is a Mary Sue, of a Mary Sue is Flurry Heart? Uh, she's not because she's a baby. Uh, like, she's extremely limited in what she can do. She doesn't have complete control over her powers. So, like, if, <clears throat> if she weren't a baby and she was emotionally stable, then, yeah, I mean, she would probably be a Mary Sue. But, uh... Uh, as is, I, I don't really see that as a problem, and I've never really had a problem with um, it. Uh, is she a demon for hell, from hell, which is uh, number six? I don't know. I've never really thought about uh, uh, doing anything dark with Flurry Heart. Dark. Dark. You could. And we drink. You could, you, you could just write a story where she accidentally kills one of her babysitters. Well, I, 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 do, actually, I do actually have a story with Flurry Heart that... that that uh, is dark, actually, uh, where uh, Flurry Heart, it takes place uh, on the 100th anniversary of uh, Cadence and uh, Shining Armor's wedding. Oh. And so it's their 100th, their 100th wedding anniversary. And Flurry Heart is, you know, I mean, she's like almost 100 years old at this point, but... Uh, you know, she still acts kind of like a teenager because in, in canon, Alicorns age slowly. So I, I basically allowed her to be kind of a brat, uh, uh, even though she's like, you know, older than most ponies ever lived to. Uh, and I can't really say what's dark about that story. You have to read it to find out. But uh, I have two stories like that that deal with the angst of living forever and what's going to happen with Shining Armor. And that one... Let me grab. It's it's great when you've written so many fucking stories you can't remember. Uh, right, right. Are. We we used to do a little game where we would sense. Uh, ah, okay. That one that one's called "As Long as You Both Shall Live," and that that's that's 
one of my more controversial stories, actually. It's it's T-rated. Um, there's a sex tag uh, uh, for uh, reasons that will become clear after you read the story. But uh, but that one's definitely dark and involves Flurry Heart. Uh, but it's not her like being a demon or anything like that. I've never actually considered. Uh, it's an interesting idea. If if there's something strange, like you know, they've said the sister said, you know, this is unprecedented. Someone being born in Alicorn, they don't know what it means. So I mean, there's there's some ground there that I haven't uh, uh, done anything with yet. Oh shit! I'm so excited to read the story after cast now. All right. Um, now that we're about halfway through the cast, so we're going to go very, very quickly through some, like, bullet point, like, ad stuff. But Do it. Make for, it funny, if, you're watch, if you're watching on Twitch right now, this is the time that you guys are more than permitted to please go down to that little diamond button and actually watch a real ad and send money to little bit. That money that all gets sent to us through Twitch goes directly to Red Wings Core Sanctuary. We're very excited to do that. Also, at the end of every podcast going forward, now that we're Twitch affiliated, we're going to do our best to name off, you know, who did the best donations of the week and all that, and all that sort of shit. Anyway, to be funny, oh, shit, Post Pencil! What, priest? Are you ready to shirt post all over the broadcast? Oh, point? fuck, are we doing this? Okay. Yes, we are, because we have merch. And if you're ready to yeah. make merch, you should want to, because at www.thebarcast.net, we have a merch room that you can actually buy things like the I Need a Drink mug that features Milk's beautiful face. And by beautiful face, I mean a badly cropped JPEG. And it's great, but we heard your request for more merch items, so we decided, fuck it, let's outsource it. And we have a contest running right now. With, we do. With different stuff that's being added daily. If you want to make a shirt that says, hey, priest, fuck you, you can. And submit that design to the contest. You can also put it on a hoodie, and you might have the chance to win awesome prizes that are being added to right now and may actually include real money so send us shirts shirt posts all over the discord and you better not be in the hood e because we're good e for that are you done can we yes, go back to can. our guest our guest is nice yes we can thank you and if you now then trick we're back we have more questions for you okay <sighs> Do you like ponies that have freckles? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I have freckles. AJ's pretty cute. All right. And, and Apple Bloom. Number nine. Who and would you Gloriosa. be? In England, don't put words in my guest mouth. So I'm not supposed to say whether Fallout Equestria or Project Horizons is better. I can't really because I haven't, you know, oh, read even I, one of them. So I totally accidentally shipped a question. My bad. So I don't know which one is better. Uh, I've heard that Fallout, I've heard, the complaint I've heard about Fallout Equestria is that it's derivative. Mm -hmm. uh, like it, it follows too closely uh, uh, actual Fallout. But, uh, you know, I haven't read it, so I don't know. Awesome. Now then, number nine. Who would you befriend if you were a pony? Um, well, Pinkie Pie. I mean, you know, because I like Pinkie Pie. Um, I befriend everyone. I mean, I befriend people, even not being a pony. So that works. 
And then number 10, what do you think of this? What do you think of this baby ponies? And then, then there's just nothing. Well, so what do you think of the baby horses in the show that aren't flurry hard, apparently? Because she has a different design. Uh, I think they're cute. I like I like the uh, I like the eyes. The fact that Flurry Heart has completely different eyes from the other ponies is kind of funny. It's because um, she's the only one who has a soul. Oh, that's a that's a good. You know, I could I could wax philosophical on that too. I have some stories that talk about that, but uh, uh, I'm not going to go there. I, I I think they're cute. I I I I like the design. Okay, um, I'm surprised they don't. You know, I, I would think that they would want to uh, uh, retro-deuce the eyes and make the cake babies have flurry heart eyes, but uh, they didn't, and that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I not too much. I don't know. Awesome. Now then, it's a dark day here on the Barcast, because now it's Enigma's turn to ask questions. Enigma, please, if you would. Oh boy, I've been waiting for this. Hi, son. I, I, you're kind of cutting out. Can you say that again? Hi, son. He's referring to me, I guess, because like he said he was my daddy at BronyCon. But anyway, number one, who would win in a fight? And that's all he says. Oh, I don't know. Um, hmm, who would win in a fight? Man, these open-ended questions are rough because they put me on the spot. Uh, I don't know, probably, probably Starlight Glimmer, like versus anyone. Yeah, I could see that. She she has that uh, anger vein. Well, she's also she's also like a better mage than Twilight, despite the fact Twilight's an alicorn and I Twilight's just, unbelievably powerful. So. I kind of just want to see Starlight in a luchador outfit now. Number two, which do you prefer? Hmm, which do I prefer? Um, uh, crotch boobs. You cut out. No, it's it is crotch, crotch boobs. Tits. Definitely crotch tits. Ah, oh my God. person of culture, I see. Yes. Number three, what do you think of this? I don't know. Fuck you. Neither do I. <laughs> Fuck you back. <laughs> Number four. Who would win in a fight? Wait, what? Did you repeat the question? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what just fucked? Did, did Enigma do something stupid while I was gone? No! This is a cacophony of like these, these no, questions. This is why, but. By the way, this is why these these questions take so long to answer is because people put these open-ended questions that don't really have any meaning, and we sort of sit here and think about them. Number five, what's your favorite? Uh, Pinkie Pie? I don't know. There you go. How can I you? I guess, you know, meet me at a party and and hit it off and uh, uh, grope me? I don't know. Whoa! Wow, that's that's some good advice. Jesus. (laughs) Get on that, Mogany. Whoa! Mogany has been saying that he's interested. But anyway. <laughs> Number whatever. Griffin, Griffins, Gryphons, or Hippogriffs. Uh, I like the third spelling, but that's just not how they do it in, in the show. Um, how, how I, I like, 
I kind of like the hippogriff designs more than I like the designs. Um, but, you know, they're all good. Some brave pony fucked a griffin, and that's how that race started. Number whatever, we're this on this again. Who would win in a fight? I would. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I would win in a fight. I have won a fight. Actually, I have not won a fight. I've lost several fights. But, Who has won uh, a fight? That is the next do I want to fight? Uh, not really. I'm, 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 I'm cool. Why? Yeah, I'm, fight? I'm, I've won in a fight, so I'll, I'll tell you what. I will fight on your behalf, Trixie, in your honor. That Aww. way you can technically win a fight. This Yay. is some Game of Thrones shit. I will, too. Final I mean, question. I could beat up a small child. I mean, I, I don't know if that would be exactly. And I, but... I, I can beat up a large child, so between us, we can just beat all the children. <laughs> beat the children in what way? Yes. Whoa! This is some Paris Night Out shit. And final question from Mogany. How your day? Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I think you missed. I, I think you misspelled how you're gay, but okay. No, it is how you are day. It's y o u r e. Oh, I know. I'm just speaking for him. You should not speak for Muggany. Muggany is a Muggany. Move on, please. Enigma. Now is where you go to the next one. Unmuted. I thought no. I thought I was only going to do Mogany's questions. Do shakes because we told you to, and shakes is a nice fella, and he's in the you, chat. You only told. Do the thing, Enigma, and shut your whore mouth. Shake, spirit, please. Number one, what is your favorite BronyCon after party story? Favorite BronyCon after party story. Um, <clears throat> you know I don't have a lot of good ones. I have, I have. I have stories from uh, my time in furry cons, but uh, you know, uh, my my interesting uh, experiences in life have have gone down significantly since I switched sides. Uh, uh, you don't you don't uh, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, I don't know. I just get a lot less sex than I used to, so I don't have anything like salacious uh, in terms of after party. Um, I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. I don't really have any good after-party stories. Like, usually it's it's me sleeping, like going to bed. I, I suppose, uh, you know, maybe like uh, doing naughty things with a plushie or something might might be up there. But uh, I, I I don't really know. You you remedy that. Remember, Muggany's interested. And my my uh, I I have to have a shout out. My husband. Uh, is in chat as Giuseppe, and uh, he wants to know what piece of fiction or nonfiction that isn't pony-related uh, I find the most inspiring. And in terms of inspiring, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Um, I, I found uh, the White Mountain series uh, had a really strong hook, and I was hooked on those books probably quicker than any other set of books. Uh, so I kind of like those. That was a science fiction story, and I've I've done like I've done hints of stuff related to that in a couple of the stories that I've written because it also sort of touches on something that's a little bit personal for me. Um, uh, there's a story I read online that inspired one of the stories that I wrote, and and there's a reference to it. Uh, uh, the story is called Layers. M my story is called Layers, and uh, there it, it's 
The story in question is called, uh, I don't know, Timmy, being God is a big responsibility is the name of the story that it's based on. But, uh, oh, and, and the, uh, the uh, one I mentioned already, uh, the Shining Armor and uh, uh, Cadence and Flurry Heart One, um, As Long As You Both Shall Live, is based on a story from one of the write-offs that I got permission from the author to write. Uh, I believe uh, Forever is a Long Time is the name, and, and the author is Rolo. I don't think they have a fan fiction account. But uh, it was an interesting story, but it sparked a big tangent. Uh, what I did was pretty different from what they did, but I got permission first. So in terms of inspiration, that's all I can come up with there. And by the way, I should mention that my my husband is uh, White Kitten, uh, is known as White oh. Kitten in the fandom. So Oh, him. Yes, well, you, you uh, probably. Let it be known that according to the chat, he's also our husband now too. So it's I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but I... I Enigma, have you jacked off to stories by no, no. said person? No, no, I've, I've seen... Well, it's art commissions, really. Oh, even better, so you've jacked it to the art. Uh, well, some of it is questionable. I, Enigma. Enigma. I would have to put effort if I wanted to fat to some of them. <laughs> Pencil, Enigma? let's be honest, who hasn't? I mean, I haven't. <laughs> it's fucking degenerate. I know, I just get off to, like... Nice thoughts. Anyway. Number two Aww. by Shakespeare, please. Have you thought of a shirt idea for the podcast shit posting contest? Is it just a shirt that says, here, feel this? Uh, that's, my, that's my bio on fan fiction is feel this, which obviously you can take a couple different ways. Uh, it's not intended in the dirty way, but the fact that you can take it in a dirty way is kind of funny. But it's really just because, you know, my goal as an artist is to like shove a feeling down your throat uh, uh, to like here, give you fiction yes. and tell you like feel so, this thing. I can't, so, I can't emote any greater how much I agree with you. Yes, you get so what it's what, like to be a writer. So what you mean is shove this feeling down my throat until the collar breaks. Wow. It's true. No, Enigma's right. Like, Trixie put it perfectly. You want to just shove feelings down somebody's throat, but you want to do it in such a way where they don't realize they're swallowing. Yes, yes. See, that actually reminded that that shirt posting idea actually kind of gave me this idea of like just like a circle on the upper chest that says I've been scritched by trick question. Anyway, sorry. Anyway. So that, that, that was one of the when, when, when we met the first when I fail, huh? No, it's just like, okay, so the first time that Trick and I, I met Trick in BronyCon, I think it was 2017, you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're like, oh, you're a flood priest, and then he scratched my chest a little bit, and I was like, oh, hi. I was like, okay, nice to meet you. And Trick's like, yeah, that's I don't a, remember this. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a common furry group, is, is uh, to, like, sort of on the collarbone to do, like, a mock scratching. That's where I Yeah, that. no. I was not I was not offended by any means. I've been to many a fur convention. So I understood. It, it, I anyway, sorry. Moving do on. You, do you go first suiting as the baby? Stop. Let's move. Number three. What was your inspiration for a hotel party attire for BronyCon twenty nineteen? Um, well mainly I wanted to show off my tits and my cock and and that was pretty much the easiest way to do that without seriously offending people you know I'm, I'm genuinely proud of you because so many people are not honest about it and fuck yeah you show off what what you got 
Fuck yeah, it's a high five through the internet. Yes. Final statement from Shakespeare, please. Incest, you say? I'm intrigued. Yeah, yes, I do say. I do say so. Right. Now we let Priest take over so that Enigma will stop talking. I'm free. Thank God. When Enigma reads questions, I catch the Enigma. This is bad. All right. It oh. transfers. Number one. Oh. What is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy? Oh, my God. It's just so good. Um. Well, nothing's unhealthy for me. I can eat pretty much anything. So uh, I, I have a lot of uh, – I'm a big fan of uh, Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream. I like uh, Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. I can, like – I can eat a whole, uh, like, one of the, I don't know if it's 10-inch, like one of the big cheesecakes I can eat in a few days. Uh, those are just delicious. Um, what else do I really like? I like cherry pie when it's made properly, which is hard to find. So, um, uh, anything else I really like? I like cooking for myself, so I make I make a lot of, I, I have like a a pork meal I make with, a white sauce and tomato uh, 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 juice, so it's it's like it, it's like a pink sauce, uh, or it's a gravy. It's like a thick pink gravy uh, with a uh, uh, pork cutlet and noodles, and it's it's delicious. What's the nicest thing you've ever cooked yourself? <clears throat> um, I mean, it it just depends. Like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I have a lot of different dishes. I cook spaghetti and meatballs. I cook. You know, I make roasts, although I usually make it as a, as a, technically it's not roast, it's stew because I cover it in water and boil it mm. uh, after like searing it. Like you have to like, you know, get the caramelized reaction, the, the melted right. reaction by searing it on, on uh, uh, like with a pan at really high heat. And then, uh, uh, but I boil it instead of roast it that way, the water holds all the juices. So it's easier gravy. I, I make a lot of gravy. Um, I eat a lot of butter. Cool. I know pencil is our resident souffle expert, so. Yay! Number two. What is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Uh, it's, it's, it's food. I mean, it's really food. Uh, and I guess, you know, before, before I uh, changed genders, I was kind of afraid of women to an extent. And there might be like a tiny bit of that still there where where um, other girls intimidate me a little bit and, yeah. and guys generally don't. But uh, but that's been a long time. You know, I've been I've been on this side for uh, like 16 years or something. So I have to ask if it's all right. Um, if it's oh, too yeah. personal, we'll just make a joke. We'll make a joke. Yeah, there's no such thing as too personal here. I, I Hopefully okay. that's that's obvious. I mean, I I think it I admit I wanted to fuck my parents. So <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like you. Um, I, I hope I didn't, and I, I pride myself in being very intimidating. It's, it's how I keep people far, far away from me, but I, I hope I wasn't intimidating to you. No, no, not at all. Okay, good. Not, oh. not in the slightest. Okay. Good. If, oh, word I, of advice. Yeah. Word, word of advice. If a guy ends up intimidating you, just whip it out and they will back down. What? You would think so. You would think so. That's not always a good idea. Uh, I, no, I have yes. I have kind of done that before. I had like uh, there was a pizza guy that uh, well, that's like, a like a guy one. that that like looked up my information uh, at his work so he could like you know contact me privately, and 
he's like, oh, you know, I, I just, you know, looked through your records in order to contact you and, and say hi and see if you wanted to go to a bar, which was, you know, moderately sketchy. So I told him I had a dick and that could have gone the wrong way, but uh, uh, it did in fact scare him off. So it worked. Wow. I'm, I'm very happy that worked for you. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's, I'll tell you, it's a different world being a girl. It is a different world. Yeah. Like I've, I had a supervisor hit on me while I was uh, in training. Um, there was a guy who was like, like hiding outside my window and masturbating uh, I can't really blame him. I kind of feel bad for calling the cops on him, actually. <laughs> should I really have done that? I don't know. Yes, you should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they basically, you know, they just scared the guy. And so, like, he didn't come back. But it was kind of a sketchy neighborhood. And and the way that the thing was set up, we were, like, in the basement of this apartment thing back when we lived in an apartment. And there was, like, an overhang. It was basically like a stalker's dream. Like there are these overhangs that you could stand in. No one could see you and you could look inside like people's bedrooms. So, I mean, I'm sure it was just random chance, but it was still kind of funny. I remember. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It is different. Definitely. I, I don't know how much this will actually add to the conversation, but I do remember a specific point when I was still writing before I was on Pim Fiction um, and I was on 4chan. We've, we've had conversations about how I did green decks on 4chan and moved over. But yeah. uh, that said, um, I joined a Skype chat to try and get to know the writers a bit more and like workshop and actually try to improve my writing. And one of the people without me joining the Skype chat and actually hearing my voice thought that I was a girl because I don't know. That's happened to you a lot, honey. That's happened to you a lot. Um, they were able to backtrace my name to a, fa a public post I made on my Facebook and showed up on my door and like, was trying to get into my house and it was one of the scariest events of my life. And then later on they go, Oh yeah, no, I, w I wouldn't have done that if I didn't think you were. It's like, wow, that's horrifying. That's absolutely horrifying. So, so you went to go masturbate in their bushes. No, okay. we're moving on. Okay. Gross Here's your sense of justice. You have to masturbate in their bushes now. That's, that's how <laughs> Starlight um, Glimmer demands it. Number three, why is bagged milk the best? We don't have bagged milk here in the U.S., but it is it is it is better. It's better because there's less waste, and you know, with you don't have carton milk here hardly at all anymore because yeah, yeah, it's no, so hold much. On. What? Well, where I am, it's like it's all jug milk because yeah. it's cheaper to make the jugs because the price on crude oil has dropped, so uh, it's cheaper to make stuff with plastic. And you get like crusty milk around the top unless you clean it off every time, which I do because I'm I'm obsessive about that sort of shit. But it, it's annoying. With bag milk, you just clip the thing and pour. Uh, I, I you know I went to Canada a couple times and I saw bag milk and I'm like, oh wow, this is awesome. But it'll never happen in the United States because people here uh, will be threatened by it. <laughs> okay, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need to talk. You're not talking. No, we're talking now. No, nope, Chris, this is happening. This is happening. So, so, I have to ask, trick question. Do you know how you pour milk out of a bag in Canada? Yes. So you know, you, so you know. You, you, you know have like thing. a, you have like a little plastic thing that you, that you set it in. There's yeah, like, you have a pitcher. You have a pitcher that you set right. it in. So, here's, here's the thing. Why not pour, hear, hear me out, pour the milk, okay, stay with me, into the pitcher. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but pour the milk 
into the pitcher and then and then get this use the pitcher to pour the milk rather than i don't know cutting a hole in a corner of a bag and pouring the milk out of the corner of the hole and then still having to wash the pitcher which they always do anyway just 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 saying why not why why leave it in so are the you, bag? Are you saying that do the do the pitchers get dirty? Is that what you're saying? Yes, they no. The pitchers do get dirty, and they oh, okay. wash. Well, them. I don't know. I mean, I only I only saw it once, so I don't I don't yeah. have like. That's what gets uh, me because I've, I've I've researched this shit, and they they don't fucking why not pour the milk into the pitcher since you're gonna wash the pitcher anyway. I don't know. <sighs> the bag's Sorry. the bag's already clean. I I suppose. But they don't. But... Just clean it that way. But but yeah, no, I I hear you. It makes me so angry. It's just so, so dumb. <clears throat> they do sir- single serving bags for milk too, with straws in them, and and that's all I'm gonna say. We can move on. I'm sorry. You just puncture the center of the bag. I've seen that. Anyway, um, that's totally gonna be a shirt idea that someone submits in. All right, number four. What is your one annoying habit trick? Oh, so uh, something that you do that annoys other people, or something other people do that just drives you up the wall. Ah. Uh... Either or. Well, you know, I'm, I don't know, like, it's kind of difficult to get on my nerves. Um, It's hard for me to concentrate on things for various reasons. So, you know, when I'm teaching class, like, I got to have people, you know, shut the fuck up. Uh, And I, I don't like having to require that, but I don't really have a choice in the matter but I'm nice about it. Um, I don't know, like, you know, if you, if you're a teacher, you, you're always going to come up with habits, uh, in how you speak because, uh, you, you need dead air. You, you need something in dead air. So it's not dead air. So people like know that you haven't just like, uh, had a stroke while you're trying to teach. And it usually ends up being like, ah, uh, or, um, or, thing for me it's usually so like so comes up a lot and uh so and, and so and uh when so. i do that uh, students end up doing it too they end up copying my mannerisms actually yeah the probably the most annoying habit i have is is i'm constantly uh uh shouting profanity while i teach uh that's amazing I would have and been 10 times more attentive it's funny because my- i had i i had a a, a teaching assistant who later, you know, like came by and, you know, he, he, he came, this, this was like a year after he had taught with me. He came into one of my classes once and he was like doing something on the board and like he, he breaks the chalk and he's like, oh shit. And, you know, people kind of chuckle and I'm like, uh, you know, don't, don't do that during a job interview. And he's, I, I learned it from you. And, and <laughs> I was like, oh God, it's, it's my fault. Good job. It's like that, that, that old commercial. I learned it by watching you. I don't know if you guys are old. No, yes. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I also know. I tell you what, I definitely would have paid way more attention to my teacher. If they're like, all right, we're going to have this. Uh, we're going to have this. Most students do like it. And actually, I, I do it intentionally. Uh, it helps to, uh, it helps students to open up. They feel, they feel a little, uh, you know, I mean, if you're going crazy, they don't have to worry as much about what they say or do. Um, and it's very difficult to get students to open up in the Midwest. So uh, that's part of the reason. It's part of my teaching style, actually. Yes! Okay. We can talk about this for hours. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Okay. 
What's the theme song for your sex life? Oh, geez. I, you know, <clears throat> my sex life is mostly dead, like, at the moment. I, I just don't, I just don't do a lot. And it's partly because of the opioids, although that's picking up a little bit uh, uh, more. Uh, I, I, it's less of a problem because I'm taking these opioids. Um, so, you know, I don't really, uh, I don't know. I got nothing for this one. Oh, oh, can I recommend a sex life theme for you? Please. The bulk and skull theme from Power Rangers. I'll, I'll have to take your word on that. I, I don't know what that is. How long have you been sitting on that? I don't know, man. Enigma, are you okay, dude? I've been sitting on that for 30 seconds. Wow. His brain works that quote quickly. Anyway. Well, his sex life is that quick. Anyway. What? No, what sex life? Enigma's never even seen a vagina in person. Fuck, man. Well, the first time he saw naked tits was mine. Anyway. Technically, we've all, you know, seen vaginas when we first are, you know, have life in us. Only if Actually, you your eyes are closed during that, that period, so. Ooh, trick's got ya. Number six. Do you watch anime by chance? If so, what are your favorites? Uh, I only watch anime by chance. That's the only way it happens, is oh. is sort of by accident. Um, the only anime that I've ever watched extensively is uh, Someone Let Me Borrow uh, uh, Utena. Uh, and so I've watched oh. all of the I've watched all of the uh, uh, Utena series, and and I liked it. Uh, the ending is kind of iffy, and the movie's just fucking weird. The movie doesn't make any sense, but that's kind of how how they do in, in, in Japan. But yeah. uh, I, I thought I thought most of that was pretty good. It was interesting. Can we agree best anime bitch slap in history? Mm. Yes, I agree with those things. Utna is very good. Sorry, sorry. If you disagree, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, I, 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 I'm not sure. You mean like, like, uh, like when she beats her opponents or? Backhanded slap across the face kind of slaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, which, which particular one? There's actually I will some... go get a gift. I will go get a gift. Because... Okay, cool. Thank you. Now then, number seven. How big is your porn stash as we go get a porn, uh, not a porn gift, a slap gift. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, <clears throat> it, it's hard to say. Like, I've got, I've got like old stashes and less old stashes and less old stashes and it's all disorganized and plus you know with ponies there's a lot of g-rated stuff in my porn stash now so uh because sometimes that's better than than x-rated stuff when it comes to ponies so uh it, it would be hard to say but i i have a lot wonderful countless cradle is up next what was the process behind planning out all the time loops in Broken Symmetry? That was crazy. So Broken Symmetry is my novella. Uh, it, it's online. <clears throat> it's, it's probably what I'll publish next if I do another book. And this is the only story I've ever written. It's really the only project I've ever done where I had to do so much work in advance of actually, like, doing it. Because I had to figure out... Uh, it's it's crazy. It's like, um, I mean, I don't want to give too much about the story, but uh, it, it's crazy in the same way that Primer is crazy, trying to figure out how things happen and what and in what order. Uh, but because you're you're seeing 
you're seeing the story through Moondancer's eyes, and she's taking one path, and there's other characters taking other paths, and trying to figure this out is uh, it it drives some people nuts. I had to like make diagrams basically to to put in at the end of the story to explain to people here's exactly what happened, right? So there are actual diagrams, and and they're they're part of the story. I mean like like one of the characters will draw the diagram for the other character and show here's how this happened, right? But without that, you'd be like totally lost. So it was it was a crazy story. Uh, I, I probably went too far into geekery on that one, but uh, uh, most people didn't seem to mind too much. I mean, you can still enjoy it, even if you're completely fucking lost, but, uh, and you'll get most of it, but uh, the diagram at the end uh, definitely helps. And yeah, I had to do a lot of work before I could even start writing word one on that. That's that's the only story that's like that though that that I've had. Like other stories, I can sit down and write organically, but that one, that one was complicated, and there were a lot of dependencies between different uh, uh, things that happened. Awesome. Now I'm gonna need to take for priest because he has. Hold to... on, I have to say that was a really good priest imitation of that awesome. I got to give you credit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I'm already like best, but I mean, wow. No. Oh, awesome. you don't have you don't have it was, to it was even, anymore? It was the up down and everything. Awesome. Like good fucking job. No, Enigma gets to read this next question at least because he's our Alright, from uh straight from Moontasm. Moontasm? You've not earned it. <laughs> you've lost. You you Moose-tasm. failed. Moostasm, okay. Moostasm, yeah. Have I said dark too many times? Is that is that nope, why? No, nope, I'm ready. Say it again. I've got my drink right here. Do it. I, I just did. Yes. Dark. Number one, Equestria, vacation spot or permanent residence? Uh, permanent residence. I would definitely uh, hang out there. Although Equestria is in, in many ways highly unrealistic. Uh, it, it's, it's, difficult to, it's difficult to think that it would be the way that it is in the show uh, without, like, more complicated stuff seeping in. But, I mean, yeah, I would definitely live there. I would only stay there if they have reliable internet. Nah, I would I would live there. Uh, I would probably, I mean, I'd have to, you know, change what I do. I would probably be interested in magic instead of technology. Well, I mean, I'd still be interested in technology, but you have to, like, get interested in magic there for, for the, the technological connections to it. But, yeah, no, I would, I would, I would live there happily. Grace. Oh. Awesome. There, you, there go. you go, see? I hate you guys a little bit. Um, and you also missed their first question, which is straightforward questions or trick questions? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Both, no. yes. Both, yes. Number two, time for some cheeky timeline shenanigans. You must replace one piece of historical artwork, paintings, statues, literature, videos, books, with one piece of your own artwork, whether it's uh, paintings or drawings or books or fan fiction. Your artwork will receive the same exposure as the original, including public showings, readings, <clears throat> schools, assignments, etc. What do you replace with what, and how has history changed as a result? Um, how can I answer this legally? <laughs> oh my god, I love it. So I've got, I've got a, I have a, a, a piece of uh, uh, intaglio work, which uh, features like 
a sheep-like character with multiple breasts uh, that terminate in these long sort of uh, like sort of hot dog-like nipples. And, <laughs> and <laughs> I visualize that. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And, and like, like a groin with a penis, it looks very similar to the breasts. And uh, she is uh, uh, breastfeeding a baby, basically oh. a, a, a baby sheep. Oh and, my God. And I would probably stick that in somewhere where there's some piece of work that I, I'm not hugely fond of, but I would have to go back into art history and look at, at some of the, the uh, artworks that I think were much more popular than they deserve to be. You know, I, I mean, I don't want to name anyone in particular. Like if I say like Frida Kahlo or something, people are going to blow up. But, you know, I mean, she had a lot of art. And by the time you get to like the, the 30th piece, it's like, OK, yeah, we get it. You were in a car accident and you have a mustache. Like, and, uh, and and you have issues with pregnancy and your significant other was a lying sack of shit. I, I agree with you. Exactly. Frida Kahlo was a bit highbrow for some. I hate you so much for what you just did. Fuck, man. Is, he, is he referring to that painting of that woman with the unibrow? You, the, yes. the painting of the woman! <laughs> <laughs> I think there's Enigma. more than one. Enigma, this is your people! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you not know more about Mexican... Have, have you not fucking seen Coco? <laughs> Jesus oh, shit! All God. I've ever seen is that fucking that fucking painting. That of fucking Sancho. which fucking one? Arizona? All I've seen is the fucking painting of. Yeah, I have more culture in my sandals than you have in your goddamn brain. Fuck! Sorry, I'm sorry, Trixie. But oh my god, I'm sorry, Trixie. I just was enjoying our conversation about Vitacolo. I like you and very in, much. In response to in response to Shakespeare's mentioning Equestria being highly unreasonable with respect to magical talking horses, uh, what I mean specifically there is it, not the setting, but uh, uh, just some of the interactions, the social interactions. Uh, and it's not Equestria specifically. It's it's like any fictional universe. Like you know when you see people on television in a sitcom or something, they don't talk over each other. You know it's it's not realistic and things get like sort of wrapped up in in a nice little bow and in real life it's not like that there are bad things that continue and get and sort of hang on that's what i was referring to more than uh not not the the actual realism of the uh, uh setting but in any case how has history changed well hopefully uh just people are a little bit more tolerant of, of artwork i mean that's really uh uh what I would intend to go for. I think that uh, that is sort of increasingly a problem here. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to get into politics, so I'm not going to, you know, you. Oh, get no, into detail. I, no. I respect that you did that. Thank you. No, it's it's totally fair, and you could have. Uh, we'll, we'll sidebar that we'll, without without any further comments. Yeah. That. Number three. Uh, if do you, you want to do, do you want to do you want to sing it, priest? Do you know how to sing it? No, I don't. You do, please. <clears throat> if you are the very model of a modern major general, would you have information animal, vegetable, and mineral? Um. So it, it's <clears throat> I know a lot of shit, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, and I probably know more. I guess technically it would be mineral. I, I know a lot uh, uh, 
that uh, I know a lot of stuff about cosmology and quantum physics, and that falls primarily into the third category. But I, I do know a lot about biology and psychology as well. Uh, probably mineral, I, I, I guess. All right, now RV-47 is up next. Tell us about your autograph and the language it's signed in. Yeah, so my autograph uh, is that I use uh, is in Primal, which is the language that, that I wrote and produced. Uh, it's not officially published because I didn't give it an ISBN. At the time, it was it was like 20 years ago. Literally, it was 20 years ago. Uh, uh, it was like in 2000 is when I, I produced it. Uh, and back then, it was a lot harder to, you know, produce works for cheap. So uh, let me think. Um, I'm going to have to mute the beeping from the Discord barcast. There we go. No, it's okay. It's just uh, people are chatting, which is what they should do. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm easily distracted. So what, what was I talking about? Uh, the language of your autograph. Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, <clears throat> Uh, back then, it was a lot harder to produce stuff. Now it's a lot easier. So, you know, I might at some point make an edition of it and actually be in this time. But uh, uh, my signature, so my nickname for a very long time was Trickster, uh, which, you know, I still use. That's just not a good pony nickname. So Trick Question was better. And, and it's appropriate because, you know, I like trick questions and I, I, I do, um, uh, I teach. Uh, Trickster was my nickname in high school because I used to do magic tricks in art class. And actually, I, I would show up early to another art class I was not actually in and do magic tricks there and hang out with people as well, uh, because I like art. And uh, uh, like my middle name is Trixie. You know, I'm a furry and, and I'm trans. So I, I, at some point, I have to change my name. And I'm like, well, if you're going to change your name, you might as well, you know, like do it right and do everything. So like my whole name was changed. And, and uh, so my my what's it called? Uh, signature. Uh, it, it's pronounced uh, Knilthser, which means yes. it means uh, uh, basically like trickster with a capital T, essentially, or like like illusionist with a capital I. Uh, and also an, another reason I don't I, I didn't just continue going by trickster or Trixie is there is a Trixie character in 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 the show, which is not me. Um, right, of course. Right, but uh, so it, it says Knilthser. Uh, and it means trickster, basically. Uh, like the the. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot to the language. It's pretty complicated. There's there's a, a website I have online that sort of teaches it to you, but uh, I think it's down because uh, the web host probably hasn't renewed it in a while, and I need to move it to my server anyway. But uh, but okay, I think that that answered that. And I've already talked about the language a little bit, so I'm not going to go into detail. I'm glad you talked about it, though. Um, say the name, say your signature again, so I can try it. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's like uh, it's like K uh, apostrophe. So mm -hmm. you you sort of uh, I, I'm transliterating in, into what it would look like in English. So it might look like K apostrophe N uh, I L T H uh, S R. So it'd be like Knilster. 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 You got it. Knilster. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll do my best. That other other guy is up next. He says, "Hey, hey." Cersei Nephis is up next. How was your experience with the Burning Town Bookstore? What did you enjoy the most about it? We kind of touched on it a little bit. Any extra thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, it was great. It, it worked out really well. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, just mad props to Aquaman for all the work that he did. Also, uh, RB-47, but uh, it, it, most of the work was, was Aquaman, and uh, he really did a phenomenal job. Now then, number two, here's one that I'm sure everyone's going to be very excited to hear. As a first-time self-publisher, what did you learn in bringing your own book to paper? What did you wish you'd done differently? Well, I'm a second-time self-publisher, and uh, <clears throat> what I learned in bringing my own book to paper this time, uh, what did I learn that I didn't learn previously? Probably, uh, probably was the importance of getting the proof copy for making sure that the illustrations were correct. Like the, the proof copy uh, I got, uh, I did think sort of at the last minute, but I decided not to order. You know, I asked for an extension and I decided not to order until I got the proof copy back, which was a really good idea because the proof copy, I'm looking at it right now, um, the cover was way too dark. Uh, so I needed to do a lot of photo editing. Uh, the cover was done by Harwick. It's, it's amazing. And uh, I had to do a lot of photo editing to enhance and change things so that uh, there's something on the back cover that is just barely supposed to be visible, and it's perfect. It's exactly the way I wanted it, where you can barely make something out, and I'm not going to say what it is. If, if you get the book, then you'll sort of recognize. Uh, the, the cover is is kind of... There's there's some hidden symbology throughout the book that that will probably be clear if you read the entire book. But um, but yeah, getting the proof copy back was actually really important. I didn't think it would be, but uh, uh, for checking the illustrations first and foremost to make sure that that those would come out properly. Everything else was pretty straightforward. It's it's actually remarkably simple to use Lulu, but like you know the process of editing and um, formatting it 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 takes a while. I I had similar feedback where it's just like you have to get your copy because my my cover didn't uh, align correctly and it looked fine in the previewer but I would have caught it if I got copies anyway symbology don't 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 enigma don't symbology enigma don't number three what's your favorite genre to MLP merchandise. I'm not sure how to parse that question, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you're asking what type of My Little Pony merchandise do I like? Yes. And um, I like stuff I can show off. So I like uh, prints that I can uh, mat and hang on the wall. Um, I like, you know, uh, uh, like big toys, like statues and things that show off the characters. Um, so mostly uh, uh, collector-related stuff that is artistic. Cool. Now, number four. And, and Dakis, of course. Dakis. Do, do you have any Dakis? I, I do. I, I think I mentioned that. Oh, I mentioned, like, I guess in the offline section. Um, uh, I have a, a Dakie of uh, Pinkie Pie, and I have one of Scooloo. Uh, I commissioned the images. I don't know if he ever put them up on Derpy Buru, so I, maybe I should put them up. But from uh, Trace Apples, uh, he did, like, uh, uh, Pretty explicit Scootaloo uh, 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 docky front, uh, and I really liked it. And so I contacted him. And I'm like, "Hey, can you like add a, a hint of crotch boobs?" Because uh, yeah. you know, I was afraid if I said, "Can you add crotch boobs?" I would end up with scooter boobs, which is fine. I'm I'm, I'm cool with scooter boobs, but uh, but you know, I said you know just a hint, and there's just 
barely you can see crotch boobs there, which is fine. I mean, it, it came out well, but uh, but so he slightly modified the front and then he did a back for me and he did a pinky front and back. And so I have those two. Uh, I think Fearing Fun is sending me a pillowcase, a Scootaloo pillowcase. Um, uh, and the only plush, the only plushes that I, that I have that are really like sort of designed for cuddling. Uh, the thorax is basically made for cuddling. And uh, I have like a hand knitted, uh, I have like a hand knitted uh, Pinkie Pie that that someone made. It was like a friend of a friend. Uh, it's it's bizarre that I I somehow came into possession of this, but but I love her to death. And she's actually like you can throw her in the wash, and, and she's just fine. It's not like a plushie normally where you can't do that because it's it's like knitted yarn. Like there's like holes. Uh, so it's <laughs> it, it breathes basically. All not 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 holes that large. Uh, right. So no, so it breathes. So you know, I, I I sleep with her sometimes, and I've also got a little spike doll, which is I think is the official spike doll or one of the official ones that that I can cuddle sometimes because it's kind of small. But um, uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, number four, Java or C? I I prefer Java. I definitely prefer Java. Um, uh, the type safety of Java, the fact that uh you you know it, it's right once run anywhere so you don't have to uh write it different for every fucking platform um you know whenever i have to do something in c or c plus plus it usually takes five hours to compile hello world and then i'm good to go but uh, with java i don't have to worry about that uh, it's got synchronization built in uh there are a lot of things that make java a lot easier to work with and and i definitely uh, uh prefer working with java and i know it well enough that uh you know the the sorts of things that uh typically um the sorts of things in Java that typically frustrate C programmers don't bother me because you know I'm I'm familiar enough with the language that it isn't really an issue. And, and nowadays, you know, Java has grown to be a much more powerful language than it was certainly from Java 1.4. But like even recently, the things that they've added to the language have have really uh, uh, made it grow. And that's one of the reasons that Java is still in use. Uh, it, it's it's strange to have a language that has lasted as long as Java has and, and has been uh, uh, used as much as Java has, uh, uh, considering its origins. So yeah, uh, definitely Java by choice. I can program and see if I have to. Yeah, thanks Oracle. Also, like you don't anyway. have to do all the pointer fear. Anyway. Freeze! I know you can talk about this. Well, hours, actually, you but... do because in Java, like like all the references are implicit smart pointers. Like everything in Java is a pointer. Uh, the only difference is you can't have pointers to functions pointers to other pointers, or pointers to primitives. Well, for good reason, but we have a few questions to get through in about 10 minutes to go, so... Okay, let's, let's Here we go. Uh, any news on Twilight Secret Journal? No, but it's the first week of school, and uh, pretty soon I'm, I'm going to... I will end up updating it. Uh, it it's just, like, I'm, I'm actually able to do things now that, that I have uh, overcome some of the problems that I was dealing with in my life, but uh, uh, right now school is starting, so I'm gonna be crazy for a couple of weeks and then hopefully there will be updates soon. Also, I have to read the whole fucking thing again before I can write this chapter because I have to make sure I get everything right. I'm gonna be doing the same thing with my stories. Number one, what's your favorite non-MLP franchise? There are non-MLP franchises? <laughs> Got em. Uh in lieu of the honor of that answer, I'm going to move down to Lone Trooper, 
who said and actually actually i will say something very quick uh yeah. i have done something for a non-mlp franchise Ooh, uh, yeah. I, I have written i have written uh uh porn for I've got a Chippendales Rescue Rangers fanfic that I wrote a long time ago. You are the second ago. one. Yeah, you are the second person. Gadget like is a thing apparently for one of our other, you know, writers. So that's. Oh, and it's funny. Like long before I knew my husband, and, and before he turned eighteen, uh, uh, like he was masturbating to fanfics that I had written. So that's really that's romantic. I think. Kind of, actually, not just um, real quick. Hey, priest, ever masturbated to anything I wrote before you knew me? Yes. Yay! Anyway, go on. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Lone Trooper is up next, who says placeholder. Thanks. You lose. Next question. Jammer is up next. So has the cast been nice to you so far? Yeah, sure. I'm very nice. I'm going to go through and be very, very careful. Oh, wait, no. This is fine. This is like the last of legitimate questions. Um, no, what's... there's a few more after this you haven't refreshed, but go on. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, what's it like to write? Any particular story of yours you especially enjoyed making? When I write, I always have a message. Uh, uh, like, almost everything I write is specifically message-oriented. It's not always something that, that people pick up on, but writing for me is very personal. And it, it's kind of funny. You know, I could say in a way that I don't write fiction. Ooh. Because... Almost everything comes from stuff I've experienced, which will make reading my fiction all the more more horrifying uh, if if you actually uh, realize where it's coming from. Jewel, uh, uh, my husband, can't actually read most of my stuff because it, it's too difficult for him. Like you know, he knows that like I've been through certain things, and it, it's just it, it's too stressful for him. I mean, he deals with anxiety, and so he can't read most of the stuff that I write, unfortunately. But um, you know, it's cathartic. That's one of the main reasons that I write, and, and I like to share ideas. Um, uh, when I'm in the zone, which is almost always when I'm writing, I can't usually write until I'm in the zone, um, you know, it just comes very naturally. I, I don't usually, I don't plan a lot. I just sort of write stuff organically. Uh, again, Broken Symmetry is an exception to that. Uh, any story of mine that I've enjoyed making, I, I really like, I really like all of them. I really like writing Twilight Secret Journal, even though it's it's horrible in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, it's, it's hard to choose a specific story that, uh, I, I love doing broken symmetry was definitely one of the hardest ones, uh, uh, to do properly, but I, I enjoy almost everything that I write. Um, that's all. Awesome. Number two, if you were given 33 choice, uh, drinks of your choice, choice. Every... joints, wow. Anyway, continue. Drinks of your choice every week. Would you give 90 a place to stay at or near your home? I mean, I would probably give Nighty a place to stay temporarily at my home if 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 there was no other option for him, just because he's done so much for us. Um, Thirty-three drinks of my choice. I don't actually drink alcohol. I've, I've never had alcohol before. Wow. Um, uh, it's it's contraindicated by all, almost everything that I take now. You know, like I take SSRIs and stuff, and, and the opiates. They tell you not I, to take I, it. I understand but, totally where you're coming from. Go on. But I just I never I never tried it. You know, I thought I might someday, but it's also kind of insidious. It's it's you know, I have sort of an addictive personality and it would be really easy to end up self-medicating for depression or something with alcohol. So, I mean, it's probably a good idea that I never drank, but uh, I just don't. Fair enough. Number three, would you hug Thing Pony? Would yes. you kiss them goodnight? 
Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. You, you, you know who it is? Yes. I love you for that. Thank you. Would you tell them every little thing is going to be all right? Absolutely. Would you stick the peanut in it? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Wonderful. That's the first time we've gotten all yeses to that. With no hesitation, yes. Number four, has the disappointment kicked in yet? Um, that's a good question. Not, not completely. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily bad that Friendship is Magic is, is ending at the end of this season. Um, I would like it to keep going. I mean, I think they've done a really good job writing. Um, you know, occasionally there's an episode that's eh, but uh, the last two seasons have been pretty solid. Um, but, you know, I know that the the fandom for Friendship is Magic stuff is going to continue past this. You know, I'm old enough to have context, and I've seen fandoms yes. come and go. You know, they still have fucking Power Rangers conventions, so there's going to be fan stuff forever. Uh, you know, I'm not really worried about it. So it, it's not... It's not super disappointing for me. And, you know, I'm willing to give G5 a chance. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever they have. I, I'm sure that they're still going to try to appeal to a more adult audience while being accessible to children. I mean, that's sort of a hallmark of what the show has done, and I think they've learned from that. And number five, will all these questions bother you? Nah. Wonderful. And then to polish this off, it's time for questions with Violet. <clears throat> It's time for questions with Vylon. Vylon's known for coming in and asking the most absolutely distressing, gut-wrenching, vomit-inducing questions on the cast, but it looks like all she's asking today is, how are you today? I'm, oh, come on. Good. Ask the question right. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Oh, God. I'm we, we, all know, we all know that Vylon is sexually interested in every single one of our guests, so Priest is going to ask it as such, okay? No, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> How are you today? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good, I have to say. And that concludes I'm, questions of Vylon. I'm using, I'm using like, fancy... Uh, uh, what do you call them? God, my brain is so terrible. It's Still the is. thing that you put in your ears that lets you stuff. Earbuds. Yeah, Still so does. I've got those, and one of my ears hurts a little bit, but uh, apart from that, I'm good. Yeah. Did you just say dildos? Did, yes, did I did. You, did you make sure to use earlobe? Yes. Priest, ask the final two questions. Yes. So, um, since we are running short on time, Trick, if there are any questions, that people didn't have the chance to answer, or they're listening on iTunes, like they just can't get things in during the cast, or we neglected our poor Twitch chat. Sorry, Twitch. Um, uh, please, is, just, 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 just the, the the one because it was one of them was taken away. But can you ask how it makes you feel for for one question, which is this one in behind the counter? How does this make you feel? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, how does this one make you feel? Uh, it, it makes me wince because, uh, when I was, uh, I think six years old, either five or six, uh, I fell on a cactus and, uh, they had to pull the spines out one by one. And that was not a fun time. <sighs> so I still remember that pretty vividly. Oof. And the place you don't want to remember that is when you're at the electrologist and they're zapping your ass. No, <sighs> no, I'm with you. No. A anyway. A if, if someone had a question they didn't have the chance to ask, uh, how could they get in touch with you, send a PM, send an email to ask you a question? 
Yeah, the easiest way to get in touch with me is to look up Trick Question on FinFiction. Um, you know, there's, you can send me a PM. Uh, you know, I have, I have an email address that I can give you. I mean, uh, wolf.trickster at gmail.com. Uh, uh, you know, anyone can send me email there, but uh, I probably check the PMs more frequently than I check my email, actually. Um, but no, you can reach me either way. I'm pretty accessible if, if you search, but uh, it's, it's trick question with a space on FinFiction. Pretty easy to find. Awesome. And last but not least, do you have any cool, super exciting projects you've been working on ready to release? Yeah, I'm pretty close. Um, I've got an epic that takes place in Manhattan that I'm working on, and it's going to be a long time before stuff comes out of this because there's there's a lot I have to do before I, I start releasing any of it. But uh, I'm working on that, and I can't stop working on that, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I guess. But uh, it's it's a while before that'll show. I've got um, something that is finally more typical trick question fare than the floof I've, I've put out recently. Not that the floof is bad. I, I kind of like the stories I've put out recently. But um, I've got one uh, called The Razor of Dreams, which is... Uh, about the artifact, the Daring Do artifact, but it doesn't have much to do with Daring Do. It's it's more of a, a Celestia Luna, uh, Twilight, Starlight story, and and that's more typical trick question stuff. So it'll be definitely dark and uh, morally questionable. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There's there's a couple things. There's a couple other things I'm working on in the horizon, and definitely I want to do updates to Twilight Secret uh, Journal and Geldings, uh, which I I know people have been waiting for. Awesome. Yay! Well, I'm excited to read some more Grimdark. But thank you awesome. so much for taking two hours out of your day to come join us and answer some terrible questions and just overall tolerate us. No, it's awesome. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Awesome. Um, Milk, who should we be looking forward to next week? I know. I know who. If Milk doesn't know, I know who. Milk is just straight up dead. The OC doctor. He says... Info for your t- <laughs> The OC Doctor. Yes, the OC Doctor is joining us next week. We're going to have a darn great time with him. We, tra- we traumatized him at BronyCon, and now it's time to deliver that one-two punch. But r- for right now, thank you so much to Shakespeare, Please, Lunar Dreams, and CyberDrake777, who donated great amounts of bits during the stream. And until next week, your bartenders have been a non-pencil. Enigmatic Otaku. Fuck you, I'm taking a shit. Milk. Who's Milk's dead. dead. Um, the amazing Flammenwerfer who joined for like a minute. I literally just joined. And our amazing guest, trick question. Woohoo. And my name is Flutterpriest. See y'all next week on The Barcast. Wow, same bat time, same bat channel.